And the reality is we all have our journeys. And we all have our own stories. And one of the beautiful things, one of the things we celebrate here at K2 is we celebrate the fact that every person's journey is precious to God. And that he loves to move into our journeys. And the point is, you have your story. And um, sometimes our messes are really visible. Sometimes even the people around us know, and you can't hide it. And that's kind of the one where we feel like, wow, there's desperation now. Because I have made such a mess of my life that even the people around me can't handle it. They don't know what to do, and everybody knows. But the reality is, most of us have messes that aren't real visible. And there's stuff inside our own hearts that we know are just broken, that drive us, that move us, that literally control us to make decisions that if you could, you would so want to break free from those. Some, some of us are sitting in here today and you've got fears that literally are paralyzing you and you're functioning in the world and maybe you've learned, like we all have, right, to put on our happy face or at least our stoic face and we, we don't let anybody know what's really going on in here. And yet you feel paralyzed, you're not free, and you can't move forward. Some of you've got shame, which is maybe the most difficult thing to deal with. And you're covering up all this stuff that you've done. You know you've done, but nobody else really knows. And you live with that all the time. I saw a guy give a message back in Detroit one time. And when he was in his mother's womb, the umbilical cord had wrapped around his neck, and so, and due to that, he, he had a bunch of limitations physically, so he couldn't really talk very well, that was part of it, his body was very limp, and definitely deformed in different ways, and I'll never forget him looking at us and saying, you guys all look at me, and you know I have a handicap, because you can see it, and he said, but I know that you all have a handicap. And yours is worse than mine because it isn't seen. And when you have these handicaps inside and when you've got these messes inside and your heart's broken and your mind's twisted and you can't be the person that you want to be, I think what happens is we aren't free. And so you, you, you look inward because there's so much stuff that's going on. And... You look downward. You look inward, you get consumed with yourself, and that even heaps more heaviness and more pain on. And then you also, you look down. There's, there's the shame and the frustration and the anger to be able to live the life that you really want to live. See, so when you find yourself like this, you can, all of a sudden, so here we are doing this series saying, hey man, God wants to make you a hero. <laughs> And I, my guess would be in a room like this, there's some of you sitting there going, there ain't no way that God could ever make me a hero. And I think that's what happened when God showed up to Moses. 
So God has this amazing, he knows exactly what's going on. Again, he's been working behind the scenes. He's totally been working in Moses by his grace, and he has no idea. And I want to tell you today, God has been working behind the scenes in your life, and he's been working by his grace in your heart to lead you to this day. There's no accident that you're here today. And he shows up to Moses, and he says, Moses, my people are hurting. They're crying out to me, and I'm concerned, and I'm going in to rescue them. I'm going to be a hero, Moses. (laughs) what he was saying and then he looks at moses and he says and guess what you're gonna do it for me you're my man and i don't know how god wants to make you a hero today i am absolutely convinced you're supposed to be in your way in your personality in your time but when god showed up to moses told him he was the guy you know moses response was who am i (laughs) Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I, guy? Wait a second, man. I'm the one who screwed everything up. I'm the one who spent the last 40 years in a foreign country as an alien. I'm a nobody. I blew it. And I just, I think God looks at that and he goes, I love that. I seriously, I think God looks at our messes and go, ooh, I just, a mess. You know, it's just, I can't wait to clean that one up. I can't wait to take it and make it into a blessing instead. And that's what I want to share with you today. How can God take your mess and turn it in to a blessing where you become a hero? So I'm going to tear apart two verses for you. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. If you have your Bible... You might want to grab that and keep open to those couple verses. You can underline them and write little things or whatever God might be speaking to you today. If you don't have your Bible, um, I would say bring them, man. Grab your Bibles and bring them in here. There's nothing like having notes and stuff that, of what God might say to you. That you, It's okay to write in the Bible, by the way, just so you know, uh, to, to remind you what God's been doing. If you don't have one, it'll be up here on the screen. Here we go. For God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness... And he brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. How does God turn a mess into a hero? Right here. He rescues us from the dominion of darkness, and he brings us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Here's the first thing you need to know about God today. Is he rescues us. He's a hero. I mean, seriously, God has the major S on his chest. Super God, superman, superhero. He is all in the business of rescuing us. And we just need to know that he has come to us. Okay? And if you're wondering, that's what Jesus Christ was all about. Jesus Christ was about giving to us a clear picture of God's heart to come and rescue us. So here we go. What's he rescue us from? What's he rescue us from? With some friends last night, again, in this, the, the, this great question is why, what does Jesus save us from? <laughs> well, in the scripture, he says he rescues us from this, a dominion of darkness. A dominion of darkness. Now, that word dominion could also be authority. So there's an authority that every human being is under, and it's, it's a, an authority of darkness. 
So if you think about darkness, you guys ever been in the complete dark? I mean, I'm talking complete dark, okay? See, I grew up in that, out in the country, where there was no light, and when if it was a cloudy night, literally, you could see nothing. Now, when you can see nothing, what happens? Anybody? What are, just shoot out some things. What happens in complete darkness? What's that? Oh, you, yeah, you get disoriented. Absolutely. That's a good, great word, disoriented. What else happens in, in the darkness? I'm sorry? Exactly. You, you stand there because you don't want to move because you don't know what's going to happen if you move. You don't know where you're going. You're disoriented. What else happens in darkness? You stumble. Absolutely. Anybody ever stubbed your toe in the darkness or your knee or whatever? Yeah, somebody else? Ooh. Your imagination gets the best of you. Oh my gosh, that's great. Somebody else? I'm sorry? Oh, you could be in danger because you, if something was going to happen, there's nothing you could do, right? Because you wouldn't know it was coming. And there was one in the back. You would search? You'd search for a light source. Awesome. Okay. I'm t- you guys, you see what, why God chose this metaphor of darkness? To see what happens is, Every one of us, God wants to rescue us from living a life that's disoriented. In other words, all of us can be, we live in this world and we go, what is this about? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? What's right? What's good? And we live disoriented. Our imaginations totally get the best of us because we're trying to figure out what this is. And all you can do is trust what you can come up with in your head. And so you come up with this imagination or this idea of what everything's about because you can't see what's going on. And some of us, we do. We end up stumbling. We end up hurting ourselves. And God says, you know what? I want to rescue you from this authority of darkness, confusion. And he also, what ultimately he says is, in that kingdom, it leads to destruction. It leads to emptiness. And here's what God says this kingdom or this authority of darkness that he wants to rescue us from is. There's literally two kingdoms, and that's it. There's the kingdom of God, and there's the kingdom of this world. There is the way of God who created this world and knows exactly how it's designed. Sometimes it's called the kingdom of righteousness. In other words, it's the kingdom of everything that's right. And... It is found in complete trust with God. This other kingdom, this kingdom of darkness, is a kingdom that literally says, you know what, God? I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to follow your ways. I'm going to totally trust mine. I am going to do what I feel like doing, and I am going to love, literally what you're saying is, I'm going to love me more than I love you and that I love others. And what happens, you guys, these ways end up being the opposite of God's ways. So we see this sometimes when it, when it, when it goes to the nth degree, and you kind of see, so here's John following this own pattern in this darkness, tough things going on in his life, and next thing you know, he's trying so hard to figure out how to do this, and he can't, so he just starts numbing his pain, and it leads to this destruction and a life that's void of God. And Jerry Lynn is going, I just want to be loved. 
and I thought marriage would do it. And I was quickly found out that wasn't it. But something inside the human heart says, I know I'm meant to be loved. I'm created to be loved. I'm going to go find it. And so we go after our own ways and we do our own things and it ends up being so destructive and such a mess and void of God. So ultimately what happens is we live life separate from God. Now, some of you are sitting in here and you're going, my my life isn't all that messy, you know? It's not. But what he wants to tell you today, and this is so critical, is what Jesus came to rescue us from was an authority of darkness, a blindedness to the ways of God. And what we do instead is we live separate from God. I heard a guy just recently when I was listening to a message, and and I've never heard this before, and it made sense to me, and I'm going to try to make it make sense to you. What Jesus is saying is, when you say no to God's rule in your life, okay, and I I don't know where you guys, all of you are at in your spiritual journey, but when you say no to God's rule in your life, and you're saying, I'm going to rule my own life, I'm going to do things in the opposite ways of you, God. This guy said, what you're actually doing is you're committing treason. You're committing treason. So let's take that for a second and think about life here in America. We live in America, and most of us, I would think, are probably glad that we do. But America has certain ways that we live here. There are certain laws that govern this land. And if you decide to say, you know what, America I don't like your rules, and I'm going to go against what you say, and I'm going to do my own thing. If you decide to do that, what's going to happen to you? Okay, you're going to be arrested. (laughs) Because we want to make America a land that's free, and that's good, and that's right, and that works for everybody, we've said you've got to follow these certain rules. And when you don't follow the rules, and you do your own thing, and you violate them, The government of this land says, not acceptable. And if you decide to continue to do that, you're probably going to go ahead and find yourself in prison. Now, and we would all say, yeah, I want people who say no to the rules of America to actually pay for that and because I want to live a good life. And what Jesus is saying is, all of us are caught in this authority of darkness, this kingdom of darkness, where we literally want to say no to God and do our own thing. And so what happens is you get separated from the ways of God. And it's literally like you're in a prison. You get arrested and you're, you're living in this prison of yourself. Because God is just saying, listen, that's not how this works. I don't work that way. You work that way. We've got a problem, you guys. Every human being is caught up in this authority, this kingdom of living for ourselves instead of living for God. So I thought about that for a second, and and here's what's going to happen. This is what the scripture teaches us. Is someday, every single when this is when your life is over here, and we move into eternity, God has said, in eternity, it is my kingdom it is the kingdom of heaven it is the kingdom of god and i reign there now when we talk about heaven right aren't all how many of you hope heaven's like earth 
Anybody? Anybody you want he- he- heaven like it is right now? Kim, you want heaven like it is right now? Okay. Yeah, 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 better. Right? We want it better. <laughs> See, nobody would say, man, I hope heaven's just like now because this pain and suffering is awesome. I love the way I get mistreated and abused and everything falls short. No. So God has promised us, while you're here, it is going to be a struggle. But when you come with me, it'll be a new heaven, a new earth, and it's going to work. And you want to know why? Because in heaven, only those who submitted to my rule are here. Only people who have said, I want to live in the kingdom of God are in heaven. So I thought about that, and I thought, you know, some people might say, hey, you know what? I want my freedom right now. You want your freedom. You want to do things your own way. Don't you, God, tell me what to do. God is so loving. He goes, okay. He doesn't force you. doesn't manipulate you. doesn't make you do what he wants you to do. But you have decided to live outside of his kingdom. And when this life is over and you stand before him, I think what God literally is going to say is, okay, great, so you decided to live in your own kingdom and be separate from me. Um, Now, this kingdom is only for those who've said yes to me and have submitted and surrendered and want to live inside it. And what's interesting is I think people are going to go, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, God, you're going to give me what I asked for? Do you see what I'm saying? You want your freedom to live separate from me. I will let you live separate from me. And you guys, it's darkness. It's confusion. We have been totally duped into thinking that our ways are better than God's ways. And what the Bible says is Jesus came to rescue us from the dominion of darkness. And how does he do it? He says two things here. He says he, brought, he, he rescues us from the dominion of darkness. And he brings us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we kind of follow our scenario. As you guys said, if you would say no to the, king, to the rules of this land in America, you eventually get arrested and you find yourself in prison because that isn't good and that's not right and that's where you are and you're separated from society. Redemption, you guys, is the word that is literally like a prison and you are released and you are delivered and you are freed. That's what redemption is. But you're freed by paying a ransom. Redemption means someone's in prison and I'm going to bail you out. (laughs) Literally, I'm going to write the check and I'm going to pay the price so that you can be set free. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus came to rescue you from your prison of self-love over love for God and others. You sit in that prison, and some of you know here right now today, it has been destroying your life. Some of you have been destroyed by others who lived for themselves instead of loving you. And you're paying the price for that. And the Bible says... That God came through Christ to redeem you, to pay a price, and to open up the door of your prison from yourself. While through the forgiveness of sin. He is literally saying, I am going to forgive your sin. Now, 
I don't know if there's any of us. I think all of us in this room would say, I'm totally guilty of following my own way instead of God's way. All of us. Every one of us has done that. And what God is saying is, I'm going to rescue you from that. I was talking to some friends yesterday who were just in a, or a couple days ago, who were just stuck in this ridiculous situation with our housing market. Anybody else in here suffering from the housing market? Okay, two or three of you. Being from Detroit, everybody I know <laughs> is suffering from this housing market. And what this friend told us is that it's so frustrating because you literally are stuck. If you want to sell your home, if you want to move and move into a new position and you want to sell your home, the market is so bad in their situation, they literally are losing over $100,000 by selling their home. If I sell my home, now I owe the bank $100,000. You know, all of us bought our homes, right, because the value was going to increase. We'd sell our homes and we'd make something off them. And now they're finding out, no, I owe $100,000. And he's just looking at me and saying, and I can't pay that. Can't do it. Could any of you just write a check for $100,000? No. And so the struggle is, are we bankrupt? Are we bankrupt? Because you know what bankrupt literally means? What's it mean? Can't pay the debt. Can't pay the debt. And what God is saying to you is this. The wages for sin is death. In the book of Romans, it says the wages for sin is death. And you go, no, well, well, why? Because you've chosen to separate yourself from God. You've chosen to not live in his kingdom, and you've chosen to live in your own. You've chosen to run your own life and do what you want to do in the absolute opposite way of God. And he says, okay, good, go for it. But the price for that will be separation from me, and that's called death. So, some of you might be sitting here, all of us have experienced this, every one of us, is you have this authority inside you. Something drives you to not want to listen to God. Something drives you not to trust him, but to trust yourself instead. And you're sitting in this prison, and you have a life sentence on your head. And you have a choice. You can pay that life sentence. But I don't know how many of you want to pay it. (laughs) I can't pay death. I don't want separation from God. So we're rescued by redemption. And the price is paid. That's what it is. It's a ransom. And the price was Jesus Christ came and paid your debt. You guys, the whole reason for the cross of Jesus Christ is for him to say, listen, I will pay the price that you deserve so that God's justice is totally taken care of for your sin. Your sin is punished. I'll pay for the punishment. So he literally comes in, and you're sitting in this prison, and he goes, I'm going to set you free from that. I will forgive you. And I'm just telling you, what Jesus Christ came to teach us and what God told us is every one of us in here need forgiveness for our treason. Every one of us is guilty of it, and every one of us needs to be forgiven of it. And Christ came to set you free, to redeem you from yourself. And that's the greatest news in the world. Because what makes our life a mess 
is people living for themselves. It's not love. It's not love. And it messes everything up. But here's the cool part. He doesn't just look at you and say, okay, great, I'm going to totally forgive you for what you've done. I'm going to pay the price. He says, I'm going to rescue you from the dominion of darkness, and I'm going to bring you into the kingdom of the Son I love. I'm going to bring you into the kingdom of the Son I love. What does that mean? You know what it means? He goes, I'm going to rescue you from yourself, and I'm going to bring you into a whole new life where you literally now can live under the rule of God. The Bible calls him Lord all the time. He's the Lord. He gets to call the shots. And now, God, when he redeems you, he literally says, I am going to take the sin out of your life, and I'm going to replace it with my spirit. The Bible says, I will give you a new heart. A new heart filled with my spirit that likes to say yes to God. Here's here's another way. In in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says this. He personally, Jesus personally carried our sin in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you have been healed. Let's read that again. Is that, is that scripture not available? If we can get that up on screen. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Let me, let me explain to you what he's talking about here. I, I have this medical picture now in my head. Spent some time at the hospital this last week. And here's what I picture. We literally have this disease called sin inside of us where we won't say yes to God, and it's killing us. It's killing us. And what the Bible says is, when Christ came into the world, he rescued you from what's killing you. And it's your self-centered life. That's what makes this world a mess. And so what he does is, he literally takes the sin and he puts, keep it up there please, he takes the sin and he puts it in his body. I mean, would that be amazing? I mean, if you think about that, if you had a medical condition that was killing you and somebody could actually take it out of you and put it inside themselves and be willing to die so you could live. That's what Jesus did. And he says, here's the deal. You're broken. And some of you right now, your life is broken. It's not working. Your relationships are falling apart. Your life is a mess. And literally, God is saying, you're broken, and I am going to heal you. I'm going to heal you. You're sick. There's some stuff inside you, some patterns that you have developed within your life and it's keeping you from really living, and I'm going to heal you from that sickness. This is the greatest news in all the world. I was broken, and he healed me. I was sick, and he healed me. I was dying, and he gave me his life. So you guys, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, how do I take my messed up life and turn into a hero? 
You let Jesus Christ come in and say, let me rescue you from your dominion of darkness. Let me rescue you from a heart that is so bent towards yourself that you aren't free to love me and you're not free to love other people. And it's screwing everything up. Let me rescue you from that authority. Well, how are you going to do that? I am going to pay the price. I'm going to die so that you can be forgiven of all that you've ever done wrong. And I'm going to take that sickness within myself and I'm going to defeat it. And then I'm going to do a transaction and I'm going to fill you. I'm going to take out the sin and I'm going to fill you with my spirit. I'm going to fill you with my spirit. So now you can do what is right. Can I, can I just ask you, can I just ask you a question? Do you, do you want to do what is right? I mean, do you want to do what is loving? Do you want to add value to this world? Do you want to impact your spouse and your kids and your family and your parents in such a way that you're bringing life to them? Your anger and your fear and your frustration or your, all the stuff that's broken. Jesus taking it out and filling you instead of with what is right. And this is what he wants to do. Here's the point, you guys. You can be a hero. See what God is doing? By <laughs> Leave it up there. Sorry. Um, no, but by his wounds, you are healed. Have any of you guys ever been really sick? Have you ever been really sick? When you're really sick, you never know how bad it is, right? Until, or how much you need something until it isn't working. Until it's sick, and then you lay in your bed, and you go, oh my gosh, this is horrible. And then, when it gets healed, you rise up and you go, yes, now I can live. And what the gospel is, is Jesus wants to set you free from what's destroying you, what's unhealthy, and what's sick, so you can live. It's the greatest news in all the world. God is what is right and what is good and what is loving. And Jesus said, don't you know the kingdom of God is in you? It can be in you. And man, then you're healthy, you're right, and you're free to live for God, and you're free to live for others. And you know what happens? You become a hero. He takes naturally what he created you to be. He fills you with his spirit and gives you spiritual gifts. He takes exactly where you live, your workplace, your school, your home, your neighborhood, and he starts empowering you to live a life of love. Free from the sickness of the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the son he loves with a new control over your heart. John ended his video by saying, I lost total control. It was a mess. And I think that's when God goes, just the right time for me to step in. Just the right time for me to step in. Because if you'll give me control, if you'll surrender to me and let me rescue you from yourself, I'll make you a hero. And you'll start living the life you were meant to live. So let's watch the end of their story.
My daughter came up to me and, and my wife and said that she'd found this new church that had come to town, K2, and that we ought to go see what it was like. A friend told me about K2 and I came to K2 and the first service I was hooked. I, it felt like home. I remember the music was loud and I thought to myself, shouldn't they be singing hymns or something in here? The next week that I went, I heard Dave Nielsen speak. And it was as though he was speaking to me directly. You could have an adventure with God, that you could have a relationship with God, and that God loves each and every one of us. And things changed for me when I heard those things. I actually accepted it. I actually decided I did believe that Jesus was real and I felt very convicted of that and started to incorporate him into my life and learn what it meant to start to have a relationship with him. That was not something I was ever taught, what it meant to actually have a relationship with Jesus. And so that's something that I found here at K2 and started my walk right there. So I got down on my knees and prayed to God, come into my life, take control of it and take it over for me. From that day forward, I had no desires or need to drink. And that's been over six years ago now. He has now opened the door for me to lead a break-free group, leading women who have had broken relationships and damaged hearts and are brokenhearted and are not whole and are seeking for fulfillment and happiness in all the wrong places and help point them to Christ and help them see that He does have a desire to help them believe they're loved and to help them be whole and complete. And since that day that I met God in this little red warehouse, people have talked to me many times about um, the biblical days and how God worked in people's lives back then. To me, I tell them, I think, that these are the biblical days, that God does work in our lives now, and that He loves people and He helps them, He delivers them. I've now had a ministry that myself and a few other guys started about uh, for about five years now to help others in recovery from drugs and alcohol. And I've come to realize that if, if God can use me to help lead other people out of this chaos in their circumstances, and lead them to Jesus, then I'll be there for them. You guys, John and Jerry Lynn are heroes. They're heroes. And I got to tell you, man, I still remember the first day John Anderson walked into this building. His eyes were so red, 
I mean, they were bleeding from the vodka, a bottle every day. And when you see John today, he is the most generous, the most giving. I'm seeing that people's heads nod. That dude lives to love other people. And he's set free from the dominion of darkness. And now what's he been doing for the last five years? And, his, and then he's just so humble, like, if I can do anything. And he's doing it. See, here's what's beautiful, you guys, is God usually, once he cleans up your mess, he uses your mess to help other people get out of theirs. It's awesome. So, man, I don't know where you're at today, and I don't know if you know, if you're still caught in the prison of yourself saying no to God, if you're still in your own kingdom and not in his, Jesus can completely forgive you for your rebellion, literally, and your treason against God. And when you accept his, receive his forgiveness, you will receive his spirit and you will become a new person. And some of you may be sitting here today and going, man, I just, I, there's no way. I am too bad. You have no idea how bad I am. Well, I just want to tell you, 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who actually wrote this whole idea about being set free and all that kind of stuff, you know why he wrote that? Because when he ran into God, he was actually killing Christians. I don't know if you've ever done that. Anybody done that bad? Just curious. So I don't know what you're struggling with or what your mess is, but my guess is you haven't been out on the streets murdering people. And when God showed up, he literally said, Jesus said to him, Paul, Saul, it was his name then, why are you persecuting me? Talk about a life that was messed up. And here's how what he says in 1 Timothy. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, people who are caught in the authority, in the dominion of darkness. And then he says, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example, as a hero, of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Saul just said, why did God choose me? I was the worst The reason he chose Paul was so that you could know no matter what mess you've made, God's in the business of redeeming, purchasing, rescuing, forgiving, and bringing you into a whole new kingdom with a new heart that says yes to God. And then you can do what is right. And you can live for him and you can live for others and you join God in being a hero in this world. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. To save you from your sin. And to fill you with his spirit to live life. So you guys, as the band comes forward, we're going to give you about 15 minutes here of time to worship him. Time to worship him. What does that mean? What are you going to do right now? You're not going to just sing songs, okay? That's not what this is about. Julie is going to lead us with this opportunity right now to go in your own heart before this God who says, I'll save you. I came to rescue you. I can get you out of your mess. And I can fill you with what's right. If you're sitting there today and you're going, I need that.
I need that. I need that. What do I do? Acts 2, 38 and 39. Here's your application. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise, look at this. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. It doesn't matter how far away you are from God. The promise is for you, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And I'm just going to tell you, I think some of you today are being called. I think some of you today are saying, I'm not going to live in the mess anymore. I want to be rescued by the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Save me from the dominion of darkness. Save me from myself. And bring me into your kingdom. Fill me with your spirit. And all he says you got to do right here while we're worshiping is repent. And I know it's a religious word. All it means is, you were heading in this direction, (laughs) go in this direction. He literally is just saying, turn to me. Turn to me. If you turn to me, If you'll put your faith and your trust in Christ today, you'll get the forgiveness for your sin and you'll be filled with the Spirit of God. So you can be a hero.